When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good healthcare? That's hard to imagine. It'd start by being accessible to anyone, anywhere. It wouldn't matter if you have frustrating insurance or no insurance at all. And you'd actually be able to make an appointment today in 10 minutes. You could see a doctor however it's most convenient for you. And when you do, you'd be treated and treated like a person. And most importantly, you'd know that to get good healthcare, it wouldn't matter who you are, what you look like, or where you come from. Because it's care for everyone. That's Carbon Health. Welcome to this pay-per-view here. It is the team's final. We're about to find out who's going to the Schmodown Spectacular to battle for the team's championship against Shazam. I'm Christian Harloff, joined as always by Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. And when you talk about nicknames, Christian, that's the discrepancy here because we have King Arthur versus Press Room. Now, Press Room, they're known entities both as greatest movie trivia players as they are but we also know their nicknames scary perry nemiroff and then josh the carpathian horowitz but then you get to king arthur and obviously we have king khan but then it is downtown arthur or Artie nooms taking the place of when he competes in singles downtown griffin or griffy nooms and so a little bit of a switcheroo there but as far as the actual match goes these are two teams who have impressed all season long but they're playing their best movie trivia when it matters the most that's why they're in the finals. You mentioned Perry Nemiroff. Perry Nemiroff has been part of the movie trivia showdown since season three. She has had her ups and downs, but the last couple of seasons, she's really caught her her rhythm, if you will, and working with the quirky Mercs, and she finds herself in her first tournament with the one of the standout rookies of the season, the Carpathian, Josh Horowitz. Josh Horowitz has a settled a score here with downtown Artie Nooms, if you will. The two battled in the New York event in the singles division and Nooms took the TK, excuse me, the KO victory over the Carpathians. So you know there's a little bit of bad blood ish, but you look at talk about Nooms, the guy has not lost all season, whether it's the singles tournament, whether it's the teams tournament, whether it is the, I mean, free for all sure, everybody gets knocked out, but what a run he had inside of it. And King Khan also playing very good this season. The 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 Gucci exchange, the Finstock exchange, whatever you want to call them, this team is for real. Yeah, we know that downtown Artie Nooms can play great, whether he's under the bright spotlight of a live event or if he's in a hotel lobby. Again, a hotel lobby with his partner, King Khan, who also has earned that crown that he wears. It looks like it might have been acquired from a fast food place that now offers ghost pepper nuggets. But regardless, they team up well. And if you're looking for chemistry, Horowitz and Nemiroff have it in spades. And that chemistry has improved in each and every match. They complement each other's strengths so well. So look for them playing off each other to possibly be the difference in this match today. But it's going to be fun because, like you said, five rounds to the finish here. We're going to have a betting round. We're going to have a speed round. And wow, do those throw a lot more intrigue 
into the Vitamix. And before we show you how we got here today, we want to remind you that today's match is presented by our friends at Carbon Health. Carbon Health is a leading national health care provider on a mission to bring high-quality health care to everyone. Carbon Health offers primary care, urgent care, and virtual care. What does it mean if I have itchy red spots on my side? Imagine if you could get an appointment in the time it takes to Google your symptoms. Oh. At Carbon Health, we make getting help easy so you can focus on getting better. For the times you don't know what's wrong, our providers are standing by so that you get exactly what you need when you need it most. Care for you, care for everyone. That's Carbon Health. And with that, here's a look as to the path that was forged for today's event. And your winners advancing to the finals. The press room, the team of Perry Nemiroff and Josh Horowitz is going to face King Arthur in the finals for the tournament. Josh Horowitz has a little bit of chance of revenge as he gets to face Griffey Nooms one more time. I, I want to prove myself against uh, uh, Griffin. I know I have the backup to help me out with Perry. This is a rookie of the year type performance. Undefeated in singles and undefeated in teams now. We're retiring more people than AARP. I hate to give the guy credit, but at the moment, the Finstock Exchange is going according to plan. He's moneyballed his way around this entire season, and what a team they have united to be. In spite of Gucci being their manager, Christian. I don't have to prove my intelligence to anybody. We I can mean, agree to disagree. Scary Perry Nemiroff and Josh the Carpathian Horowitz, they want to show that, no, we can be one of the elite teams. Perry is no stranger to pulling off upsets. She's done it before in the tournament. She almost did it to Ben Bateman. And might I say, maybe we change the name from the press room to the pressure room, because they're way better under pressure, which is good because we seemingly only play some of the best players in the league. But they're playing against the team right now in King Arthur that looks pretty devastating. See any shaking here? There's no shaking there. We are the underdog. Always. It's the Cinderella story. It's the Rocky story. We'll win faction of the year. We're going to win uh, player of the year, comeback player of the year, rookie of the year. We'll have every single match in the spectacular. I want all of the belts. I want these guys to face Shazam. One man in contention for two different belts comes spectacular, thus only costing Skybound one flight, and then we pocket the cash from what would have been the second flight. I feel like I took mushrooms before this interview. So the hype is real. You can tell that it means so much. And not only, by the way, we know all the history already with with the teams. We know the history with with Horowitz and, and Nooms. But how about the fact of the rivalry between the Mercs and the exchange, the battles that have been happening in the in the singles division and the battle overall in the faction war? This is a big, big match for both of these factions. This is a big four points for the exchange. If if the press room wins here tonight, that's a guaranteed 14 points because either way, either Shazam or press room is going to be the champion. So this is a this match. Should they win today? 14 points they're going to give to the Mercs and the Mercs are going to be in a tremendous spot uh, going into spectacular. 
Yeah, it's a fun managerial matchup here between Koi Jandrew and Gucci because, look, Koi Jandrew is a beacon of positive energy in a dark world, but if you got to compare these two to Batman villains, you'd say Koi's manic energy resembles that of the Joker, and then Gucci and his non-sequiturs kind of harken back to the Riddler, where I don't even know if we care to solve the riddles. You and I, we're just cobble-potting our way along on the sidelines, ready to go. Can the magic of press room continue or will the dominance of King Arthur reign today? We are going to find out in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the movie trivia schmodown. Five rounds in the ultimate schmodown teams finals. Introducing first. Representing. The Quirky Mercs, with a record of three wins, one defeat, the team of Scary, Harry, Namorov, and the Carpathian, Gush Horowitz, the Press Room! The press room is here. They are excited to look at them all smiles as they should be. What a run by the two quirky mercs, and they await the Finstock Exchange. And their opponents representing the Finstock Exchange with a record of three wins, no defeats. The team of King Tom and Downtown Artie Nooms, King Arthur. There is the team of King Arthur. These two riffraff, if you will, are causing chaos in the Finstock Exchange in the movie trivia showdown, and now. They await the match. All right, Mark, our teams are here. They have arrived. Round number one, how's it going? I wouldn't call them riffraff, Christian. One of them has a crown, for goodness sakes. In round number one, it is a team match, but it's an individual exercise of movie trivia know-how. Questions are asked to the field, but you may not rely on your teammates' strength to gain a correct answer in round one. Each question is worth a point per competitor. No penalty for missing a question. There's no stealing in round one. You have 15 seconds to write down your best attempt at an answer. I'll remind each team, you have three usages of the JTE rule. That's your repeat. If you need to buy yourself another 15 seconds to get that correct answer, use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge to be utilized at any point throughout the five-round match. You may initiate the challenge, and we'll bring in managers. We'll confirm and deliver it to our heart's content if said challenge is taking place. And with that, Christian, I just see a lot of focus, a lot of desire, and a lot of smarts inside those beautiful noggins. King Khan, are you ready? Born ready. Perry Nemiroff, are you ready? Let's do it. Artie Nooms, are you ready? I burn my thumb making tea. I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, and I am ready. Josh Horowitz, are you ready? I'm soups ready. Then let's get ready to schmodown. Five rounds, and here we go. Round number one. We're going to start with comic book movies. Which actress plays the female lead, Annie Weying, in 2018's Venom. I think she just goes by Anne Christian. I don't think she's been called Annie since she was a toddler. 
That's right. Yeah. One point for baby care. Yes. Five. Four. Three. It's times like this. I'm glad Sam Levine's on here. One. Pens down. Hands up, please. We start with King Con. Michelle Williams. Yes. Perry. Michelle Williams. Yep. Artie. She deserved an Oscar just for having to deliver the line, I'm sorry about Venom. Michelle Williams. And Josh. She considers this her finest work. Michelle Williams. Two. Nope. It is now 2-2. Two, two. And here is the second question. All right. Let's move into the category of horror slash thriller films. Here's oh. the question. Michael Keaton stars in this 2005 supernatural horror film about a man using EVP to receive messages from his recently passed wife. And you just got to applaud the bravery of downtown Artie Nooms for playing through the pain of burning himself. That's why I get iced tea. Christians. That's what athletes do. And five, four, three, two, one. Hands down. Hands up, please. We start with Perry Emerald. Frequency? It's incorrect. Uh, Artie? I believe Michael Keaton has once referred to this as his funniest performance ever. The film is called White Noise. Yes. And Josh? It's not the Don DeLillo book, but it is White Noise. Yes. And King Khan? I do not have that. So only Josh and Nooms get that one. It is now 3-3. And here is the next question. Question three. Crime films. Who plays the role of Sergeant John O'Mara, a World War II veteran turned cop? In the 2013 film, Gangster Squad. I mean, you spent a lot of money and a lot of breath campaigning for this movie to win the Oscar. No, not Oscar. I just I thought, it, I thought it would be loved, better than it was. You loved this movie. Here comes Santa Claus. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Artie Nooms. It's a 50-50 for me. I guess Josh Brolin. And you guessed correct. Uh, Josh Horowitz. I did not guess correct. Ryan Gosling. Uh, King Khan. I did guess correct. Josh Brolin. And Perry. I did not guess correctly. I put Russell Crowe. So it is now 5-3. King Arthur going up by two. Griffin Humes has not missed thus far. Here is the next question. Eight years later, Gangster Squad still coming up with ways for people to hate it. Your next question is in the category of romantic comedies. Or rom-coms, as I call them. Here's your question. <laughs> We're not there yet. Oh. What 2001 rom-com follows a couple that search for each other after years since spending a first night together over a pair of cashmere gloves in New York City where they fell in love but were then separated? I felt like I was reading the back of a VHS jacket. Yeah. Griffin Nooms looks like... Oh, excuse me. Artie Nooms looks like he just... Already wrote that one down. We'll I can't tell if he has a up. question or if he's Five, just obeying your command. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start with Josh. Serves delicious frozen hot chocolate in New York. Serendipity. Yes, King Khan. Don't have that either. Perry. I don't have it either. Griffey News. He also has the world's most expensive hot dog. It's called Serendipity. Yes, yeah, so start keeping up here. It's still a two point lead here. It is 6-4, Arthur 6-4, and here's our next question. Black Cinema. Which actor appeared in the films White Chicks, Fifty Shades of Black, and The Sixth Man? 
Yeah, I tell you, that's serendipity. Pretty high up on my rom-com list. It's a you. good one. It's yeah. a good one. Can you can Chemistry you name the book going. in it? No. Five. Four. Love in the time. Three. Of collar. Two. Oh, man. One. Pens down. And we start with King Kong. I have Damon Wayans. Incorrect. Perry? I have Marlon Wayans. Correct. Griff? Uh, Artie? Marlon Wayans. And Josh? It is Marlon Wayans. So look at that. So now the press room is able to get within one. It's 7-6. Seven, 7-6. Six. Seven, six. Perry able to get that one and Con missing. And now we get to question six. All right. Now that practice is going to pay off for you, Christian, because it's comedy. <laughs> bing, 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 boom, 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 boom. I don't think I like when Christian does it. Your question <laughs> for a point they know I feel. is as follows. Topher Grace stars hey. as a recent MIT graduate who works at Suncoast Video <laughs> in 1988 in what 2010s film alongside Michael Bean? You want a hint? I am commonly referred to as Topher Grace's Tethered. Yes. Underground version. Valeti. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start with Perry Nemiron. I do not have that one. Uh, Artie Newmes. Believe the final title for this movie was Take Me Home Tonight? Yes. Josh. Take me home tonight. Yes, and King Con. Sorry, Griffin, I don't have that either. All right, look at this. So it is still a one point. It is right now. It is the Carpathian and uh, downtown who are scrapping at the moment. Perry and King Con trying to come back here as we get to question seven. 1990s. What monster movie from director Luis Losa and featuring Eric Stoltz had the tagline? When you can't breathe, you can't scream. You know what? Let me let me Google that. Apparently, that is scientifically accurate. Oh. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, and we are going to go first to the Carpathian. Nope, nope, nope. We're going to go with we're going to go with uh, Artie News. All right. Uh, I do not believe I have it. I put down uh, below. It's incorrect. And Josh? I said the fly two. It's incorrect. Uh, King? Mask? Incorrect. And Perry? I got nothing. <laughs> Anaconda. 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 All right. So nobody gets it. What a first round this is. So no perfect rounds on the table here. And it is a one-point ball game as we get to the final question in this round. Mark? That's going to be in the category of directors. And for a point, who directed the following three films? Six Days, Seven Nights, Kindergarten Cop, and Legal Eagles. I've never said that about anyone. Even people going to law school, I've never said, oh, yeah, my buddy, he's a, he's a real legal eagle. No, we should, though. Five. Now we Four. Should. No? Three. Two. One. Hands down, we start with Josh. It's Jason's dad. It's Ivan Reitman. Yes, it is. King. Finally, Ivan Reitman. Yes, Perry. No, go for me. And Artie. Artie. Director of draft day, Ivan Reitman. 
Okay, so at the end, Arthur now keeps a two-point lead here. It is 10-8. Tough round for both Perry and King Khan, but it is 10-8, and we have two points separating the two teams, and it's round number two. Mark, what are the rules? No perfect rounds thanks to a giant snake. In round number two, each team gets to spin at the wheel because it's the wheel round, the wheel of fate, doom, and justice, in which six questions will emerge from a particular round. Each one's worth two points. But you can also ask us for multiple choice. We'll give you four options, one of which we think is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question recedes to one. That's important because stealing is available in round number two. It's a two-point advantage for King Arthur over the press room. So, Arties, do you want to spin first or defer to your inquisitive opponents? Uh, we, we would like with... to defer. Yeah, I think. That was the... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're going to defer, so we're going to uh, we're going to let the press room spin first. All right, the wheel is up, and here is the spin from the press room. I would like to request nothing with Dory or a Nemo or an Incredible. <laughs> yeah, are we well, checking jackets? Musicals. You got sixty seconds to decide if you want musicals or not. Well, get that clock. Thank you so much. I feel like this is right on the fence, right? Yeah, um, it's, it's right in the middle, so. I, what's it, do you have a gut? Some of the other ones scare me so much that, that I feel like we should stick with it, but it's obviously not my favorite. Is it in your bottom three or top three? It's neither. neither. <laughs> so, do you feel more than 50% of it? That's where we break down to the thirds, right? So like, do we want to stick with something that's in the middle? Do we want to risk it all? Josh, I leave it to you. I'm leaning more towards taking it because okay. there are a couple things that could be really tough for us. Um, and we could, with some breaks, really have a good run here. And okay. Might go down to multiple a few times, but if we have to, we do. Some of that confidence is rubbing off. I kind of like it. So we stick with this. We remember to check down. We remember yep. we have some JTEs. We save as many as we can, but we remember we have that. There is no... Like, it also use it for stealing. So if we feel unconfident, check down as far as an yep. offensive tactic. But I really trust you guys, especially combined with your distance of knowledge. You guys got this. We got it. All right. Thank you to Koi. All right, press room. You're going to have six questions. And here is your first. Name the 1974 rock musical directed by Brian De Palma. It's Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. Phantom of the Paradise, final answer. It's correct for two points. Wow. So, Reminder of the 15 second clock, if you please. Here's question two. Robert Preston played Professor Harold Hill in this 1960s musical. It's The Music Man. Jesus. The Music Man, final answer. That's two points. Question three. Which 2000s Disney musical features Prince Edward, Queen Narcissa, and her servant Nathaniel? That I don't have. I might get it in multiple choice. You want to repeat or multiple? 2000s. Multiple. Okay, let's do multiple. All right, multiple choice. Is it A, The Princess and the Frog? B, Into the Woods? C, Trolls? D, Enchanted? Like, I'm kind of being pulled towards Enchanted, but I'm I'm not totally confident in it. 
I was two. Let's do a re let's do one repeat. We don't have it. We haven't used that yet. Do you want to repeat, you want to repeat the, the entire question or just the options? Repeat the question. All right, repeat the question and the multiple. Here you go. This is number one. Which 2000s Disney musical features Prince Edward, Queen Narcissa, and her servant Nathaniel? Is it A, The Princess and the Frog, B, Into the Woods, C, Trolls, D, Enchanted? I want to say other Princess of the Frog are Enchanted. Yeah, those are the two that I've kind of narrowed it down to. I know it's not the other two. Can you remember, like, who, any characters in Enchanted? Um, I, like, five, I think, four, I think three? you go with Enchanted. Okay, Enchanted, two? final answer. It's correct for one point. Nice. Wow. Oh, boy. Right. Here is question number four. Which Marvel actor plays the TV dance show host Corny Collins in the 2007 film Hairspray? Is it James Marsden? Yes. James Marsden. Sort of enchanted. <laughs> uh, James Marsden. Final answer. Two more points. Press from playing well here okay. so far. That's question. That's question four. Five. Four. Four. Excuse me. All right. Now we're on. Okay. Here you go. Who played Professor Henry Higgins in the film My Fair Lady? I'm not going to get that. Um. Uh, um, Rex Harrison? Uh, it's Rex Harrison. Um, Five. Rex Harrison, final answer. Two more points. Nice. Press for him playing very, very well here. And here is your final question here. Here it is. Andy Garcia plays Fernando Sinfuegos, the manager of the Hotel Belladonna in what jukebox musical film? It's one of the Mamma Mia's. Is it the sequel? Oh, God. It's Mamma uh, I think it's Mamma Mia the sequel. Here we go again. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Well, who is the actor again? Andy Garcia. Yeah, he's not, the first, he's, not, he's not in the first movie. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Final answer. Two more points. What a round Ooh. by the press room. Holy wow. mackerel. 1910. Wow. That was masterful to watch. That was really, really good. Great round by the press room. Only going to multiple choice once great round there and now we drop out the press room and we bring back king arthur all right so now it's time for the finstock exchange king arthur will spin and here is the spin by king arthur all right and christian appears that king arthur's manager actually wore a shirt with sleeves oh john <laughs> carpenter is the category 60 seconds to decide how you guys feeling about this? Yeah. I mean, a certain someone is covering the director. Yeah, I've spent the last four months covering every one of his movies on my podcast. Let's try it. Yeah. Mm, I think that makes sense. Might be a good idea. I don't know. Makes sense. So let's start here with John Carpenter questions. It is six questions for King Arthur, and here we go. All right. Everybody's got a podcast these days. Four a point, or actually two points if you get it right off the bat. Your first of six questions in the world of John Carpenter is, what classic rock song plays in the opening scene of Christine when the car Christine comes off of the assembly line? Uh, the answer is Bad to the Bone. I'm 100% confident on this call. Let's go with that. Bad to the Bone, final answer. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. That's correct for two points, and... King Arthur's on the board here in round two. They have cut the lead to seven. To cut the lead possibly to five, your next query. 
Which actor plays the United States president in the film Escape from New York? Uh, Pleasance, Donald right? Pleasance. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Donald Pleasance, final answer. Two more points for King Arthur. And now they're cooking in round number two. Your next question, getting us to the halfway point of the round. Besides John Carpenter, who else is credited for composing the score for Big Trouble in Little China? Is you have? I it? feel confident. I'll recognize the name on a multiple choice. I think it's worth checking down. Let's do that. Yeah. All multiple right. They go for the hot route, which is multiple choice in the Schmodan. Your four options for a point. Is it A. Alan Howarth, B. Jim Lang, C. Dave Davies, D. Shirley Walker? I believe it's Alan Horworth. Sure. I trust you. Let's go, Alan Horath. Final answer. Is correct for a point. This also marks the first time in Schmodown history that a member of the Kinks has been a multiple choice option. All right. So we now go to your fourth question in the world of John Carpenter. Here it is. You will find the lead, Nick Holloway, going to his favorite bar, the Academy Club, and attending a shareholders meeting at Magnoscopic Laboratories in what 1992 film? Uh, this is Memoirs of Invisible Man. You trust yes. me on this? Yes. Memoirs of Invisible Man, final answer. Is correct for two more points. So I met Chevy Chase at the Comedy Store a couple weeks ago. Your, I bet he was very nice to you. I've only heard good things. He actually was very nice to me. Your penultimate question in the world of John Carpenter is, who stars as the character Jack Crow in 1998's Vampires? Regrettably, I hate to even invoke him in this safe space. The answer is uh, James Woods. Con, do you give me the power to answer? Yes, I do. Thank you, Con. James Five, Woods, final answer. Four. If you say his name one more time, he appears. So let's just leave it at that. That is correct for two more points. And Christian, with that, King Arthur still has one question remaining, and they can take an outright lead here. It's currently tied at 19 apiece. They can enjoy a two-point lead heading into round three. If they hit this final question in the world of John Carpenter, here it is for two points. John Carpenter directed Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, and John Houseman in what 1980 film? Is this The Fog? It is The Fog. Let's yes. do it. The Fog, final answer. If you're from New Jersey, you might say The Fog. That is correct for two more points. And with that, it's a two-point lead. No steal opportunities either way in round two. This is a fight. This is a fight. It's a two-point lead at the moment for Arthur over the press room, and now we are going to bring back the press room. All right, our teams are back. So press room, King Arthur, no steals available. However, they went to multiple choice just once. It is now a two-point lead by King Arthur, 21-19. to 21-19 going into the third round mark. It is the betting round. Settle into your chairs because now we're going to Las Vegas. So you can stay where you are. It's more of a virtual sense of the world. 21 to 19 score. It's a two-point ball game. And in round number three, the wheel spins once. Courtesy of your leaders, King Arthur. Once it settles on a realm, one question from that category will be asked to the field of competition. However, the teams may confer with each other for the answer. Now, if you get that answer right, you will have wagered a series of points. Again, correct answer gains you as many points as you bet. An incorrect answer loses you as many points as you bet. You may wager up to three points. And again, 
Once we spin the category and settle on it, that's when you make your wager. Then we will ask the ensuing question. All right, so now we bring up the wheel, and here is the spin. So obviously, we're looking for the strength of each team, depending on what they can hit here. It looks like it's going to be John Carpenter once again. Carpenter John again. Carpenter That's the magic of King Arthur. All right, gentlemen. Here's your question. 15 seconds. Which Carpenter film follows an alien be alien being who takes the form of a woman's dead husband? This is Starman, right? This is Starman. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's not waste any time. Starman, final answer. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to drop you guys out and bring in the press room. Here we go. Uh, Josh and Perry, are you guys ready? Yep. Sure. All right. Here is your question. We Which just get hands up just to be safe. Oh, yes, please. Which Carpenter film follows an alien being who takes the form of a woman's dead husband? Uh, oh, Starman. Yeah. Starman. Uh, final answer. All right. Thank you. So we're going to bring in. We'll bring back King Arthur. All right. Our teams are back. The question was which Carpenter film follows an alien being who takes the form of a woman's dead husband? Both teams answered Starman. King Arthur bet three. Press from bet two. So at the moment, Arthur up by three. 24-21 going into round number four. It is the speed round. Mark, how does that go? And now we move on to the speed round. It is the team's format, so the speed round works a little different. We're still in the virtual world in case our viewers didn't notice. And so here is how we do it. Usually a speed round for individuals is 10 questions, but we're going to slice that right in half. So each member of a team fields five questions, all at random, and you have 30 seconds to do so. Each question is worth a point. Here's the rub. If you get it correct, you get the point. If you miss it, you lose a point. So there is a third option. If I ask a question you're just not sure of the answer to, you don't want to risk that point, you can just say pass, and I'll move on to the next question. If there is time left in the 30-second window, I will return to any question that you did initially say pass to. There's an A set of questions and a B set of questions. And so first things first, we need to go to King Arthur, and we need to figure out who is going to be fielding the A set of questions, and would you like to go first or second? Uh, I can go first. I mean, my lord, I, I live to serve you. I, I follow your will. Whatever. Oh, makes you're you too kind. Comfortable. You're too kind. Yeah. But you want to go first? Let's do it. All right. King Khan is set and ready to go. So your A set of questions in the speed round begins now. Anthony Ramos stars as Usnavi in what 2021 musical? In the Heights. Who starred in the films Dead Poets Society, Reality Bites, and Boyhood? Ethan Hawke. Which animated film features performances from Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, and Will Ferrell? Megamind. Which actress appears in the films Funny Face, The Nun's Story, and My Fair Lady? Audrey Hepburn. How many Mission Impossible films were released in the 2010s decade? Three. Time. King Kong speed round is complete. All right, and now we have downtown Arthur Nooms ready for his speed round with the B set of questions. And it begins now. Elizabeth Moss stars in what 2020 horror remake? Uh, the Invisible Man. Which actor appears in the films Guys and Dolls, The Wild One, and The Freshman? Marlon Brando. Whoopi Goldberg provides a voice in which Toy Story film? Toy Story 3. 
which actress appears in the films Mad Dog and Glory, Johnny B. Good, and Pulp Fiction? Uma Thurman. How many Halloween films featured Donald Pleasance? Five. Time. Downtown. Artie Nooms' speed round is complete. All right, Josh the Carpathian, are you ready to go in your speed round? Yep. <clears throat> then your speed round with the A set of questions begins now. Anthony Ramos stars as Usnavi in what 2021 musical? In the Heights. Who starred in the films Dead Poets Society, Reality Bites, and Boyhood? Ethan Hawke. Which animated film features performances from Brad Pitt, Tina Fey, and Will Ferrell? Pass. Which actress appears in the films Funny Face, The Nun Story, and My Fair Lady? Pass. How many Mission Impossible films were released in the 2010s decade? Pass. Which animated film features performances Mega from Mons. Brad Pitt? Which yeah, actress time, appears time, in the time, films? Time, time. All right. Okay. Josh Horowitz, the speed round is complete. All right, Perry Demeroff, are you ready for your speed round with the B set of questions to begin? I am ready. And your speed round begins now. Elizabeth Moss stars in what 2020 horror remake? The Invisible Man. Which actor appears in the films Guys and Dolls, The Wild One, Pass. and The Freshman? Whoopi Goldberg provides a voice in what Toy Story film? Pass. Which actress appears in the films Mad Dog and Glory, Johnny Pass. B. Good, and Pulp Fiction? Pass. How many Halloween films featured Donald Pleasance? Pass. Which actor appears in the films Guys and Dolls, The Wild One, and The Freshman? Pass. Whoopi Goldberg provides a voice in what Toy time, Story? Time. Time. All right. So, the King Arthur, both King Con and Artie Nooms, both went perfect. They have a perfect 10 points for their round. Okay. And for the, excuse me, for the Mercs, Josh got three out of five, did not miss any, but won three out of five. Perry got one out of five, so the score at the moment is 34-25. So Josh passed on how many Mission Impossible films and Audrey Hepburn for Funny Face, None Story, and My Fair Lady. Perry uh, answered The Invisible Man, passed on the others, but not incorrect on any, just that is the score at the moment. The score at the moment is once again 34 34 25 going into the fifth and final round and here's how it works round number five is the round that will determine the match each team gets three questions these questions were two points then three points then five points however the first two questions are going to be an individual exercise once the team gets the category the team must select which member is going to answer that two-pointer solo you may not rely on your teammate's strength for the two-pointer the opposite teammate will then answer the three-pointer again solo you may only confer with your teammate for the final five-point question each team's going to give us three numbers that range from one to 20. that's how we arrive at the questions jte rules and challenges still in effect so king arthur you now enjoy a nine point lead what three numbers from one to 20 feel lucky let's go with the three that got us here arthur let's go 19 11 and one 19 11 and one for king arthur all right here we go i'm creeped out but it is time for the fifth and final round mark we're gonna start here with 
the press room. They got to answer all three to avoid the TKO. They started out with category three remakes and reboots for the two-pointer. That's right. Remakes and reboots. So between Perry and Josh, who would like to field that two-point question? Safe to assume I should take it? Yeah, why don't you grab it? You got it. Right? All right. Okay. All right. Perry Nemiroff right, fielding Perry the two-pointer to stay in the match. Perry, it's remakes and reboots. And here's the question. Who stars as high school jock turned police officer Greg Jenko in the 2012 film 21 Jump Street? Channing Tatum. They're still alive, Christian. They cut the lead of King Arthur to seven. All right. So now Josh Horowitz, Carpathian, will try to inch just a little closer to avoid the TKO. He's got category four mark. That's the 1990s. That's right. Quite an eventful year for your doll there. We'll see if you are able to get a question in this decade. For three points, and once again, to stay in the match, Carpathian, your question. In the category of the 1990s, Robert De Niro starred in how many films from director Martin Scorsese during the 1990s? See those hands, please. Sorry, I'm just ready. All right. Five, four. Uh, repeat the question, please. That is the second one. All right, you have one remaining. Categories of 1990s. The question, Robert De Niro starred in how many films from director Martin Scorsese during the 1990s? Say two, final answer. And your winners advancing to the Schmodown Spectacular Downtown Ari Nooms King Con King Arthur. Answer was three. Good fellas, Cape Fear and Casino. Those are the three answers, and the Finstock Exchange is going to the title match. They don't get away from the Corky Mercs, though. They got to go right back to them to face Shazam. But these two rookies are going for a title shot against what some would say the unstoppable Shazam, but who knows? Now they are 4 and 0. 4 and 0. King Arthur, congratulations, gentlemen. The Finstock Exchange will see you in just a moment. Excuse me, Mark. 3-0, the team. Now they win the tournament there. They are 3-0, and now they are going to the Schmodown Spectacular to play Shazam for the championship. What a performance by the rookies. I mean, look, you, you talk about chemistry, and, and I will say that Horowitz and Nemiroff played well, but they just ran into a buzzsaw, particularly in that speed round. And so yeah. as great as the chemistry has been between both the press room and King Arthur, we really saw some individual quick strike knowledge come out of King Arthur that makes them 
a formidable opponent for Shazam. Like you said, Shazam seemingly yeah. unbeatable at the moment. They've defended the belt as many times as anyone, pretty much not named the Patriots. Maybe the Shirewolves, possibly the Schmoes, no, way back in the 1970s. But they're on a roll right now, but they're looking at King Arthur like we may be on a level playing field with these two. It's going to be a very, very interesting matchup. We're about to throw to the great Jen Sturger is going to have an exclusive post-match interview with your winning squad and their faction manager Gucci. But first, I want to remind you once again, today's match has been presented by our friends at Carbon Health. Carbon Health is a leading national health care provider on a mission to bring high-quality health care to everyone. Carbon offers three different options, urgent care, primary care, and virtual care. And for a word from Carbon Health, here's this. And you can do this. Go, 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 go. Imagine if you could talk to a doctor Are you okay? Are you okay? right when you needed to. Okay? With Carbon Health, you can. So she's got a lot of pain there. So, so in those times when you're not sure what to do, we're standing by to provide the care you need when you need it. Care for you, care for everyone. That's Carbon Health. Congratulations, King Arthur. What? What's no, that? You. Oh, your shirt. Shirt. Don't buy it now. We're just milk carton people. We're I'm good. We're missing persons now. We're, 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 like I said, in the beginning of this season, we were TKOing. That was our motto. But that was the set the tone. The tone is now to win championships. And like I said earlier in this match, you cannot spell spectacular with the, without the Finstock exchange. That's the way it works. We've done this before. It's, look, the bottom line is people are falling into our trap. And they did that all season. They're like, ah, oh, rookies are oh, yeah, the other winning against nobody's. Boom, boom, boom. No, that wasn't the case. We, these, these men started off as rookies, plugging these people from the of, of obscurity in a certain sort of way. Christian didn't even, these guys didn't even know who Khan was. I dropped a Griffin Newman fifth overall. Everybody's like, you're crazy, Gucci. Guess what? Who's crazy now? They call us crazy. We'll call them an ambulance. That's what we do around here. Con, you know, a lot of rookies might have shut down after the way you, uh, you you kind of stumbled a little bit in round one. How did you manage to stay in the game? Look, that was a it was a really bad round one for me. I'm not used uh, usually doing that. Griffin then told me while we were in the waiting room, stay in the game, stay focused. Then you saw how our speed run went. I bounced back, got the TKO. So I'll, I'll take it, even though I struggled. We weren't even aiming for the TKO, but we're still getting them. That's pretty awesome that you guys have kind of created this this camaraderie for as young of a team as you guys are, especially considering you're rookies and still figuring out how to play this game as individuals, you know, on alone. The biggest win of the year for the uh, the Finstock Exchange, no doubt. This was something that we put together. Uh, the goal was to get to the spectacular, to get those ten points in championship matches, get ourselves close enough to win a, a faction title. Now. Uh, and we put ourselves right in that predicament. As we keep eliminating teams as a whole, you know, there's still people, obviously, there's, you know, you got corruption's gonna have Marisol, the thing, they're gonna have Kalinowski there, that's fine. But they're done otherwise, if I, if I could say that. But the thing is, that's the way we operated. This is all in the game plan. Everything is in the dossier of how we were going to operate this season. Everything comes together. It's like, it's like the, the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. The hot team always wins. We waited for the, the last possible moment to get hot. But we always knew we were hot. It was just, we kept it lukewarm for a little while. 
pull a wool over people's eyes and then show the true skills. And that was shown today, fully on display. No question yeah, if, about it. If you get too hot too early, you can burn your thumb. So we tried to, unlike my tea today, wait to hit peak heat later. I also just want to jump in. You, you uh, of course, acknowledge the fact that everyone thought Daddy Gucci was crazy after the draft for many reasons. I mean, most of us still do, but sure. Cool. But when he announced that he was submitting us, King Arthur, into teams, people thought he was additionally crazy. Why that team of all the people on Finstock? Why would they put the two of them together? Why would you put two rookies together? And the answer is, from our first team meetings, we connected, we bonded, we saw each other, we got it, we found a common language, and I started to notice there was very, very rarely, if ever, a single question that both of us missed. Whatever exactly. blind spot to either of us might have, the other one could cover it. We got that language, and Khan said it himself. He's the king. He was starting to doubt himself. Heavy wears the crown. And I said to him, stay in the game. You're ready to win this. And that, that communication, that line, that love, that's what's gotten us here so far. And it was Absolutely. love at first sight. And, and you know, like I said, sorry, Jed, not to cut you off, but uh, uh, much respect to Perry and, and Horowitz for getting there and taking out uh, Danger Zone. You know, we, we, I said this earlier in the season when the Dungeon started their faction that they would implode. And Bateman career was over once we signed on that dotted line. And that's been the facts. Everything we're saying in the Finstock Exchange have been facts. And they're all coming true. They're all coming true now. Look who's not Also, I wish uh, Ben Bateman a speedy recovery. I've had back injuries myself. They're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Same here. You know, obviously, we, we've talked a little bit about before you, you making a very big push for Rookie of the Year. But you and Josh Horowitz now have... I, I think a very interesting history, but I feel like you seem to have his number at this point. What is it about you two? Look, I think uh, I, 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 if I were to guess, uh, similar mothers, you know, I, I think he grew up with, with similar kind of like Jewish neuroses in the household, uh, you know, young urban men <laughs> of a certain age bracket. I, I, I think we're on similar wavelengths and you know i have nothing but respect for the man uh, professionally and as a competitor Absolutely. in the schmodown and and the fact of the matter is i've gotten very lucky on my spins the two times i've gone up against him i got pixar which was the thing i wanted i put on almost every wheel up until that match never got got a bad time carpenter we didn't put on the wheel but it is something that i've been uh, focusing on and watching all of his movies for for the last several months and it was a very uh it was a blessing in disguise. So, you know, I, I don't think uh, I'm a better player than Horowitz. I think uh, the matches have gone my way. We both came ready to win and uh, I, I got the lucky breaks. Well, let's hope your luck continues because obviously you're going to be facing another part of the Mercs in Shazam, who I, honestly people are saying might be one of the GOAT teams, period, in the history of the Schmodown. How do you prepare for a team like Shazam? I mean, because either way you look at it, you're facing two beasts. Yeah, I'd say if, no, I'd say if they're a GOAT team, then we're a RAM team, you know? And so what we want to do is just kind of barge in there with our RAM horns and just go like, hey, this is our territory. Move out of the way. Cons, the, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. People calling them the greatest team of all time, possibly. That's just bulletin board material for us. Mm -hmm. Imagine the excitement and the elation we'll get when we beat them. And then who's the greatest team? Absolutely. And, you know, look, you know, this team is very formidable and, and the quirky mercs have done amazing things. But like I said, 
that the goal is here to extinguish other factions from having any any chance at winning this thing. This is going to become a three-team race. I'm not going to say what the teams are, but we're one of them. How about them mangoes or kumquats, whatever you want to talk about? I don't. I think I'm done here. But congratulations on a well-fought victory today, gentlemen. And best of luck in Spectacular. Like I said, it's been an amazing journey watching you guys make the moves that you have as rookies this season. And I'm really interested to see how Spectacular pans out. And let me tell you one more thing, Jen, like I said to you a long time ago. Please don't. Um, see it Spectacular. So the spectacular is going down, and King Arthur will be there now playing Shazam. Mark got so excited for this match, he ran out to get us seats for spectacular already. But I'll tell you, um, Gucci has been a part of spectacular since spectacular one, and he's going back again. He's been waiting to get back there for this. He's been part of this team's title picture since the days of the Patriots. And he's taken another team there this time. Can he take them to the promised land? He took uh, he took the founding fathers to the promised land. Can he take them to the promised land? We don't know. Shazam is some kind of team. And as much maybe crap I can say that I've given Shazam uh, over the years of whether or not they are the greatest or not, uh, they certainly are in the conversation, if not the greatest, for what they have done and how many victories that they have and the amount of defenses. They're going for their third title defense. Now, they're going to have a pretty formidable, a formidable opponent in King Arthur. So, either way, going to be some kind of spectacular. But now, talk about a hell of a season. And you talk about someone who came into this league uh, not sure, but really made a name for himself, and that is the Carpathian Josh Horowitz and... Perry Nemiroff, who her and I had many conversations about getting back into the league and what she's been able to do and for them both to make it here to the finals. It is an absolute um, an accomplishment that I'm sure they're proud of and Jen's going to talk to them about. But now Jen Sturger is standing by with the press room. Jen, take it away. Guys, I don't think I've experienced this kind of heartbreak for other individuals since my Rays got taken out of the World Series last year. That's the kind of heartbreak that I feel watching how this match went down because it was such a magical ride watching the two of you get here. You know, uh, I'm sure you're disappointed and I'm sure that that doesn't even come close to putting how you feel into words. Yeah. <laughs> D disappointment is part of it. Everyone knows that I'm very competitive, but this is one of those moments where I kind of have to block out the disappointment and say to myself, I just made it to the finals of a damn tournament and I became a better player because I was lucky enough to have Josh as my partner. So ultimately, I think the season was a win, even though we just lost right now. Absolutely. And I'm sure Josh, you feel very similarly. Yeah, I mean, I feel all the emotions right now. Like I'm so, I, we had a great we had a great run and we took out some teams that no one thought we could take out. And, you know, we did have some cra crappy luck. I mean, I don't know if the if the round two spins go differently, if that changes everybody's mindset heading into the later rounds or not. Um, can't believe that John Carpenter wasn't even a pick of his on the wheel, and it was there I, considering he's doing a podcast on it the last few months. But and it was two and three. The fact that it not only <laughs> went 
it was two of our five rounds. Like, I'm not saying the cards are stacked against us, but, uh... But, look, look, look set that aside. I, I mean, I, I do... I, I, if our competitors said very kind things, and I, I do have a lot of respect for them, and Griffin's obviously taken me to school a couple times, and um, they're both great I don't know about... I don't know that I'd call today taking it to school. In fact, if, I'm not sure if you caught his interview, but he actually said that he just got lucky against you and that the wheel definitely played in his favor and and you know all things being equal we might be looking at different outcomes like he very much gave you a lot of props in that interview. it's it's very nice and look 10 but 10 out of 10 in a speed round you gotta give him mad respect for that that's that's very impressive so was the speed round intimidating for the both of you oh my god without it do i even have to answer that question i feel like perry you and i have very similar like <laughs> under pressure like things where it's like yeah. it's one thing if we could just be ourselves but if you're asking us to recall information like at gunpoint like that's just not it's not what we excel at i feel like this season for me was all about getting past the first round jitters and we kind of figured out a way to do it admittedly i found the first round questions in this match especially hard which i should have been prepared for considering it's the end of the tournament but you know i i definitely am glad that i at least had my first experience doing a five rounder because now i probably better know how to train if and when this goes up again and I think there is something to be said about that. The fact that you guys got thrown into a format, you know, for your final match that neither of you were really familiar with. Yeah, and I, and I think like the speed round, like we we talked about it a lot, and like I, in the end, I was a little bit conservative. I could have, I I I probably could have gotten at least another point in there, but I thought we were just going to keep it close. I did not anticipate, frankly, that I'm going ten for ten. So, again, that's just you know, you you live, you learn. So that was our first speed round. Now we know how it works. We'll hopefully do better next time if we if we get a chance. And I know that you've, you're incredibly proud of these two. The fact that they took out Danger Zone, just the fact that both of them had such amazing runs this season. I mean, the end they're of the coming day, back, right? Yeah, at the end of the day, they took out Dan Merle and Ben yeah. Bateman. They could have stopped right then. It could have been the end of every... We could have retired. It would have been glorious. But I wanted them to see this five-rounder, and I think they did very well for having not ever even like experienced the speed round. They did as we navigated like hey if you're not 100 percent boogie and now we know to be a little bit more aggressive i would have suggested maybe we go three on the multiple choice uh gambling instead of two but we had just seen them get that carpenter slice which he's doing a podcast on they just gotten in the round two and then do very well and now we're in a position of like we're gonna be feeling a little nervous about it so we went two instead of three because it literally just felt like a lot going against this and then we still did well under all that pressure going to the next round the next round so this showed me they can beat championship level players, which I I know a lot of people were sleeping on these two, but they certainly are. Uh, Con and oh, Noons are insane. Like these guys, worthy of going against us at, at Spectacular. They shouldn't have been like, oh, what are these guys? Like my, my hat's off. But we saw that the press room can do that by taking out two other champions. And now we've seen that they can play a five round match and they're going to do better every time. They're going to do better in threes. They're going to do better in fives. We saw that Josh went from you know, the, the moment in New York where he's like, can I go home now? Didn't happen today. One, because he's already, but two, because he learned how to navigate that feeling of like, oh no, okay, I'm back in. Like he played so much better against Nooms here today. And, and I know the rookie of the year conversation has been like ups and downs and everything else. But if there were a list of all time great rookie seasons, Josh should be on it. And if there ever is a list of playing under pressure and comebacks, it's Perry. She, she took out Mike, she almost took out Ben, she gets knocked around, and whenever she shows up, I'm always so impressed. So these guys, they're my guys. I'm, I'm just, I'm proud of them. 
Corey, you're the Perry. best. Perry and Josh, you know, fans, like myself included, uh, really responded to both of you this season. So I have to ask you before I let you go, please tell me this means you're coming back for next season. Look, as long as they, uh, you know, remove the Pixar category and, <laughs> and, the other, and the other children, we're adults here, people. We're, we're grownups. Why are we asking about children's films? It's fair game, buddy. It's fair game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm game. I'm game if everybody's game. Sure. Harry? Can we force the wheel to stop on Jurassic Park? Just like one. <laughs> one. Just one. Oh, you guys are just so I likeable. feel like if, if I can get a guarantee of that, or if I can't get a guarantee, you can count me in. <laughs> I love it. Well, tough loss today, guys, but great match all around. And I'm just really excited to hope that hope that you guys come back next season. Because like I said, I think that you've, uh, you've bestowed yourselves in all of our hearts this time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I echo that as well. I hope to see Josh Horowitz at the Spectacular. Hope to see Perry Nemiroff there, and I hope to see you guys there. I know that Jen Sturger will be there, and King Arthur and Gucci will be there. They are playing Shazam for the championship, and we know we have both Nikki DeMolanta versus Thomas Harper. That is for the Star Wars Championship, the Inner Geekdom Championship of the World. Mike Kalinowski versus Robert Parker. John Roca has his one last ride. The question is against whom? That is going to be something that happens at the Spectacular. And now we know King Arthur going up against Shazam. Who's playing in the singles title match against Lady Justice? We're going to find that out very soon as the season ends. This season is almost done. It's almost over. We're almost to season nine. And if you can get to the Schmodown Spectacular, downtown Los Angeles, get there the schmodownlive.com we're pretty much we're almost sold out a few seats left but get there general admission still available at the moment but you can get there at the schmodownlive.com it's going to be a big big end of the year spectacular so for mark ellis and for the team here at skybound thank you to everyone behind the scenes and thank you to the quirky mercs the finstock exchange Everyone who makes it happen, makes it possible. And for you guys, please subscribe. Please comment. Please join Patreon. Patreon.com slash Schmodown. You can't be at the Spectacular. Well, you can watch it at the $10 tier. So make sure you get that. For Mark Ellis, I'm Christian Harloff. See you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.